You're listening to Spiritual AF Sundays, created and hosted by The Mystic Geek. If you're looking to explore intriguing questions about the meaning of life and our place in the universe, then you're in the right spot. We dive into topics often discussed as sound bites on social media and take a deeper look, whether it's woo topics like astrology and mysticism, or seemingly mundane matters like technology and politics, we cover it all. We explore our own thoughts and beliefs, talk to experts, and uncover hidden meanings. These fascinating areas of exploration can help us question ourselves and better understand our world. Ready to grow and explore in your spiritual journey? We're glad you can join us. It's time to start your week off by being spiritual AF. Hi, everyone. This is Jessica again, and we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence. So what are we talking about when it comes to AI? Why are we even having this conversation? You likely have seen this app out there called Lenza, L-E-N-S-A. I know I jumped in on the hype train with it. And what Lenza is, it goes through, and for a small fee and you uploading up to 20 images of yourself, it will mash together all these different styles of artwork to create 100, 200, however many you pay for profile images of yourself. And some of these are pretty cool and some of them are a little weird. I jumped to the hype train. I was interested. I was curious. And then a couple of days later, I started seeing on social media and other areas, people bringing up concerns with regards to the app, how the data for the artwork was come up with, things like how it impacts small-time creators, those sorts of things. The role of artificial intelligence in our society, especially within American late capitalist society, and its ramifications. So that's really why I wanted to have that topic. Just to recap what we're gonna be talking about today, over the past few years, artificial intelligence has been making leaps and bounds in its ability as it redefines how we interact with technology. So things like robotics, machine learning, natural language processing, and big data are only a few ways that AI has been transforming virtually every industry out there. If your industry deals with any type of data, any type of trying to predict what people want, it more than likely uses AI. Now, as for common concerns when it comes to this emerging technology, it's usually apprehension around a couple of different things. Job security or the ability for people to continue making an income, privacy issues when it comes to that data, even copyrights when it comes to that, and then also accuracy when it comes to these data models, making decisions or predictions. And these are all valid issues to consider. But perhaps the most thought-provoking question that AI raises today is, how it changes our understanding of consciousness. So we're going beyond the practical concerns, starting to go philosophical. Will AI eventually have any type of autonomy? Will it have free will? Can we teach it to make moral decisions? And then flip to focus. What does AI's development say when it comes to traits that we initially thought were either uniquely human or unique to thing beings like creativity, innovation, complex decision-making and empathy. So these are some of the things that I want us to consider today as we go into the topic of artificial intelligence. Now, let's begin on this. So when we look at the topic of artificial intelligence, I know we're all at different places when it comes to understanding 
So I want to first start off by talking about concepts and terms, making sure that we are all on the same page when it comes to things that I'm going to be bringing up. Because I might be saying one thing, you might think I mean another thing. So I want to handle that right off the bat. Now, the next bit is going to be the concerns with regards to AI. Before we jump into the spiritual implications, I feel it's important for us to look at the real life now today concerns that are going on with regards to the use of artificial intelligence. And then last but not least, now that we've built that foundation, then we can look at the spiritual implications when it comes to AI. The first things first, let's talk about concepts and terms. So getting on that same page here. And what we're going to do is start off with what is artificial intelligence? This is a term that I think was back in the 50s was when it was created, possibly even before. People wanted to come up with a way to differentiate machine-based intelligence from what we see in humans and animals. And back in the 1950s, Alan Turing came up with this philosophical question of can machines think? Now, let's think on this for a moment. We can't really observe whether or not someone else is thinking. There's no way of really being able to identify this concept, this construct that we call the mind. He's tweaked that a bit. Rather than asking the question of can machines think, is can we observe them engaging in intelligent behavior? There was this paper that's published, and there's an online version of this as well. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, there is a link to a slide deck that has these things. In this paper, the writers, Stuart Russell and Peter Norvig, came up with four different potential goals for AI. One is looking at systems that think like humans. The next one is systems that act like humans. So we're looking at decision-making like humans. Then we're looking at systems that think rationally, so taking emotion out of the picture, and then systems that act rationally. When you look at various uses of AI, or ideas around AI, you can probably put them in one of these four buckets. There's different types or flavors of artificial intelligence that are out there. First one that most of us are familiar with is what's called narrow AI. The idea behind this is it's very focused and the machines don't have a way to be able to go beyond what they are trained to do. So for instance, if you're using like Netflix or Twitter or any of the other things that are out there that will give you recommendations of things for you to watch, even though that this is narrow, it is still fairly complex in what it is doing. It's just that the machine can't learn to act or do things beyond the specific models that are provided to it. And that then leads us over to the concept of artificial general intelligence or super intelligence. And these are more in science fiction. So if you're looking at science fiction books or movies that talk about AI, for instance, Westworld or iRobot or stuff like that, these talk about machines being to that point of being human, being self-aware, making decisions, making moral decisions even. We are nowhere near that yet. That's not to say this is impossible because again, technology moves so quickly, but these are more of the theoretical realms of artificial intelligence versus the practical everyday realms. Let's go into terms on artificial intelligence. In machine learning, we don't know what that algorithm looks like. There's hundreds upon thousands of data points. So we feed into it. Here's the data. 
here's the outcome we're looking for. You determine the algorithm. So what machine learning does is much like we would, like the scientific method, it comes up with a hypothesis. It runs the scenarios. It matches the scenarios up against the outcome that we're looking for and says, okay, is this it or not? And then it'll keep running iterations. So the machine is learning. It is determining that algorithm that comes up with the final output. It's going through trying to determine, okay, how do I get you to react a certain way? It comes with guesses and inferences. It goes through, it sees your response, it sees hundreds of thousands of people's responses and says, okay, maybe I need to tweak this to optimize it. That's what machine learning does, is it's more along the lines of optimization and figuring out how to come to a conclusion where in a human scenario, we might not know what to do. We may not even have the time and energy to figure it out. So we leave it to the machine to figure it out for us. And then we go into deep learning, which is a subset of machine learning, which is a subset of AI. And what this is doing is it is going upon layers of algorithms to make predictions. For instance, the whole concept of image recognition utilizes machine learning. You have a layer that goes and tries to figure out like organic versus like concrete abstract shapes. Then there's layers that try to determine eyes and where the eyes are at or tries to determine body gestures or facial features or facial gestures, all these different things. So now we're going to get into the elephants in the room, which are the concerns regarding artificial intelligence. First and foremost, data. When we're using machine learning or deep learning, there has to be a foundation of data that is being used for those machines to come up with understandings, to come up with their algorithms, to make decisions. And now we're coming up to the questions about the data that's being used, looking at individuals being the initial owners of their data and creative works. If a machine uses that data or that information, do they have a right to it? Do the owners give informed consent on there? We're not just talking about them clicking a, like a yes, I agree, and we'll talk a bit more about that in a bit. It's do they fully understand the implications of what's happening? Some companies out there are going through and they're scraping data from like internet sites like Pinterest and DeviantArt where they may not have full permission to that data. What are the implications of that? We're looking at some of the bigger problems that are coming up with data mining or data sourcing. So let's talk about how this applies to the here and now. There's large-scale artificial intelligence open networks, LAION. This is a nonprofit that releases free data sets for AI research and development. If you want, take some time to look into how it gathers this data on there and how it potentially dodges copyright laws or ideas of who has ownership or who should get attribution for stuff. And what happens is this data set is used to trade image generator models like stable diffusion. Stable diffusion is what's used by Lens and other applications for image modeling or image generation. Where the problem comes in is this data set that's being used also includes things like people's medical records and that are not being used with those patients' consent. So it's important to see how this data is being pulled in for use 
If you're curious about if one of your specific images or art has been used in AI models, haveibeentrained.com is the name of that website to check out. Um, it's important to see, has your data been scraped to be used for these various models? So this then leads us over to the question of machine learning, who is setting the direction? So when we talk about machine learning, we come up with a start point, we come up with the end point, the machine does all the testing to come up with the models in order to be able to optimize what it is that it's setting out to do. Now, here's the issue. How someone uses machine learning or engages with it impacts future users' experiences. If a machine learning tool is being used by people who maybe are bad actors or maybe are bringing up issues or ideas or adding in data that is problematic. That's going to impact the experience of future users and it can cause issues down the road. Let's talk about machine learning and Lenza and how this all comes together. So Lenza uses a mix of stable diffusion AI, which we talked about a moment ago, plus user-submitted photos to generate profile images. The source artwork plus end-user feedback can skew the model that's being used to create these photos, to create these images. One of the things that came up was that whatever gender you choose determines how sexualized the images of you are in that final output. If you put in that you identify as female, some of the output can look not safe for work, but you're paying for these generated profile photos and all of a sudden you're being provided with nudes without your consent. Now, when we look over at the use of machine learning and data, another problem that could come up is skewed input equals skewed output. Anyone who does any type of analytics is probably familiar with that garbage in, garbage out. Same thing can happen here when it comes to machine learning, its impact on equality. So without oversight, machine learning applications can reinforce cultural biases. We look at healthcare, for instance, the whole concept of what identifies sick versus healthy. Who is included in that sampling? Is it equal across the board of various ethnicities or backgrounds? Or are people of certain backgrounds included as a majority so that nuance when it comes to other issues in life, they don't get handled. So people who maybe come from a different background or people who may be of a different ethnicity, that they may end up having it where those subtle behind the scene things aren't considered when a diagnosis is reached. In profit-based systems, machine learning can adversely affect how members of marginalized groups receive care because it's just looking at that surface info. It's not realizing what's going on or the whys. And then transparency is not enough. You can put the freaking mind comp in a term of service. People will agree to it because they're not reading it. Also, the end user is not meant to be the expert. We are not meant to be the experts when it comes to all of these different things, nor should we be. Most of us don't have the time, energy, or expertise to fully understand the legalese that is in a term of service, nor do we have that understanding to see the consequences of our individual actions when it comes to things like machine learning until it is too late. 
And then also, this is the big hot button topic here, impact on jobs and income. Now, this wouldn't be as much of a big deal unless we were dealing with, say, a society where your access to housing, healthcare, and food are not viewed as human rights. And instead, access to those things is often dependent on the value of your labor in society, which then determines your income, which then determines what you can afford. So not necessarily the whole issue of AI taking jobs, but AI taking jobs within a society where that work might be required for someone to be able to maintain a very basic standard of living. We're dealing with a context issue here, not necessarily AI being the bad guy, machine learning or the apps, but us living in a pretty effed up world is the issue here. So we have all this stuff that is going on. We have all these questions on who owns what, who's responsible for what, who's going to be accountable for what. And we are just starting to come up with the need for oversight on it. Then we need to have better laws when it comes to copyrights, when it comes to data privacy. We also need that oversight when it comes to making sure that artificial intelligence and machine learning models are generated and used in an ethical way, especially if they impact business and social policies. Now we can talk about the spiritual implications. We need to be on the same page when it comes to the terms. We also need to make sure that we addressed a lot of those practical concerns when it comes to AI. So let's start getting into some of the more philosophical and spiritual aspects of it. I'm going to go ahead and lay out another term for you because some of you are probably thinking, what the heck is spirituality? So spirituality, in contrast to religion, which is more structured, is the whole concept of looking at connection and meaning. It focuses on our connection with the world around us as well as ourselves. So understanding what like the meaning of life is, what is our purpose, looking at things like what is our place in the world, those are important aspects that fall into the realm of spirituality. Through all those, we come up with our personal values and our view of our life purpose. And through that, we can see whether or not we are going to live in integrity with those values through our actions. AI, pros and cons on the spiritual aspect. So some people believe that AI or artificial intelligence is going to help us spiritually because it helps free our time and focus. If we're using artificial intelligence to handle the menial, repetitive tasks, it could free us up to be able to focus our time and effort on the things that we value in life. So for instance, if we have a lot of automation through artificial intelligence and other tools, uh, and we have a world that uses universal basic income, that gives us the ability to put our time and effort and energy into things that could benefit the social good. So that's the plus side. Now here's the shadow side. If we don't have oversight or if we don't have full understanding or if people are bad actors when it comes to the use of AI, it can encourage social engineering. And actually, in some cases, it has. If you've been around for a while, since even before the 2016 election, and looked at how social media has changed. They go through and they're like, we're going to go and make it so you engage more with the social media, the apps, the tools. And the way that they do that is they narrow down the content that is curated to you to things that are in line with what they think that you believe. So it creates these engagement bubbles, which then limit our exposure to different views. 
and it further polarizes us. It hinders empathy. And that's the dark side when it comes to us leveraging tools that are driven by machine learning and artificial intelligence is that we can have our worldview skewed by what we're taking in and what we're interacting with. So beyond that, now artificial intelligence can challenge what it means to be human. Are there characteristics that we consider to be solely human traits? Could it be stuff that's exclusive to living beings? So for instance, intelligence and problem solving or empathy. We see that in other groups of animals that are out there. Heaven forbid you piss off a crow or raven, everyone else in their little flock is going to find out about it, for instance. And then what happens when we observe machines exhibiting these traits that we initially thought were exclusive to humans or organic beings? I already shared a little bit on the, the whole empathy bit, adaptability, moral and ethical decision-making, or even creativity and innovation. What happens when we start to see machines exhibit these types of behaviors, or we can infer that they are making those types of behaviors. Let's go on a quick tangent to discuss artificial intelligence and ethical decision-making. There's two examples from entertainment that I look at. The first one is a movie that I previously referenced, iRobot. In this movie, Will Smith's character, Detective Spooner, was in a terrible car accident. Spooner was aware of another survivor who needed to be rescued, 12-year-old Sarah Lloyd. A rescue robot intervened but can only save one of them. In a situation where two people were facing death and you could only save one, who would you choose? According to Detective Spooner, he believed that the life of the child, of Sarah, was more deserving to be saved. However, the robot scanned the vital signs of both him and Sarah and determined that the girl only had an 11% chance of surviving with intervention, whereas Spooner had a 45% chance. This decision wasn't made in a vacuum. Someone had to program the robot to focus purely on the survival factor and not consider what may be deemed cultural programming, such as believing that the lives of women and children take priority over the lives of men. There's so much to unpack from that moment when it comes to ethics and the impact of culture. Ugh, but I only have so much time for tangents here. Sorry. All right, let's switch to the other example. If you know me, you know that I am a big fan of the Mass Effect video game series. The major antagonists throughout the series are the Reapers. However, it isn't until a DLC from Mass Effect 3 that we get their origin story which starts with another race known as the Leviathans. The Leviathans see themselves as being superior to the other races who are they see as dying off once those races reach a certain level of development, especially with machines. The Leviathans decide to task their own machine intelligence to preserve life at any cost. Those machines do exactly that, but not in the way that their makers intended. This intelligence determines that the way to preserve life and prevent the various races from causing their own extinctions was to harvest those races and preserve their genetic memory, while allowing the other evolving races the opportunity to develop, where they would then be harvested at a later cycle. So in a sense, the machine intelligence, the Reapers, were following what they were told preserve life at any cost. 
However, they determined that the solution was to think beyond the individual life or the life of a specific subgroup, much to the misfortune of their creators. Okay, enough tangents. That brings us to the whole topic of spirituality and art. For those of you who are joining in on the podcast, I definitely recommend that you check out the slides that are in the show notes because there's some screenshots of of some Twitter conversations that are coming up. Now, what is art? This is something that has been debated for who knows how long. Now, one of the most interesting ways I've seen this brought up is the concept of art as a conversation between the artist and the audience. Artists may not be talking one-on-one with you, but the artist has a vision and what they are doing is they're expressing that vision so that the audience is able to receive that vision, receive that message, fully understand things. Now with AI generated creations, they are more akin to having a conversation with the machine or having a conversation with yourself. And what ends up happening is you're inferring the meaning. The audience is trying to piece together the meaning of what they are seeing versus taking in what the artist's intention is. And that can be pretty tedious. That could be exhausting. With human-generated art, you can connect with the artist's vision on it, or you can just freaking ask them. Most of them are connected out there anyways. Whereas with a machine, not so much. It's a black box in most of these cases where you're not fully able to see what's going on behind the scenes that generates that final outcome. And that then brings us over to the whole concept of imagination. What is imagination or this vision that fuels creative works? Who is the artist? Is it the machine or is it the end user who provides the prompts? Another question that comes up is when you go and you try to overly simplify artwork, Human-based art is them observing the world around them, then possibly even studying various other works that are out there to determine what is quote-unquote good art. In some cases, human artwork is a derivative work. If we look at how machine-created images are done, the machine is gathering information, and with a prompting, they're then generating work. So what is the difference between AI-generated work and humans creating their own work or their own art, which is essentially derivative based on the the things that they learn through their experiences, as well as studying what others have done. If you can think back to art class, for those of you who are fortunate to have it, if your teacher was giving you prompts, and this is what I want you to do for your art assignment, and you generate it, you're essentially being influenced by another human being to create something. Is artificial intelligence, is the human prompt in that? Is that a similar type of process? So even if it requires human influence, which is that prompt, can what AI process does, can it still be considered imagination? We don't know. This is the stuff that falls into some of the philosophical ponderings when it comes to what is art? What is creativity? What is innovation? These are all things we want to take a look at over time. And then also when we look at spirituality, a huge component of spirituality is the impact of our participation. If we're looking at things from a grand scheme, an individual's actions may seem small, but they are still important because of how we can influence other people, how we can impact one another. 
looking at how we spend our energy, our time and our money, our ability to promote other people, that can influence the future. We can be more intentional about which AI platforms we interact with. Take some time to think about, okay, what model are they using? Where is that model getting its data? Is it ethically sourced? And then because we live in a society where a person's well-being is often determined by their income, which is often determined by society's deeming of their worth, we can support individual creators through either through patronage or promotion. So we can either pay for their works or we can promote them, which is why it's important for us to provide attributions when we see artwork or we see creative works that we like, even if we may not want to pay for it ourselves, someone out there does, but we have to help those creators get the exposure that they need, especially those creators that are in marginalized communities, because it's hard enough in a competitive environment for them to be able to find support. Last but not least, big thing to think about here, we need to support organizations that are trying to make sure that artificial intelligence is developed in an ethical manner. So the Algorithmic Justice League is just one example out there. They're focusing on removing bias in AI algorithms. And you can find out more about them from ajlunited.org. And then for those of us in the United States, it's a democracy. We are participants in things that go on. Maybe a little bit skewed on the power structure, but again, small actions that we do can have a big impact, especially if we organize. So there are ways that we can work with our representatives in Congress in order to have laws created to impede bad actors when it comes to artificial intelligence or machine learning or the data usage and those sorts of things. And there's a bill that's currently out there, it was proposed a while ago, called the Algorithmic Accountability Act, S3572, go to the cost.gov and then search for artificial intelligence. And there's bills that are out there that are in various stages. And you can go through, read up on them, and then reach out to your representatives in the House of Representatives or in the Senate to say, hey, I want this to go further. Keep in touch, focus your time and energy on understanding how our government create change that can handle things on a broader level. It can impact corporations, impact the direction of society. So this is more than just simply voting people. This is us being active participants in all of this. I hope that provides you with what you're looking for. And yet, big focus here is be mindful of what you're consuming and what you're using. Try to understand a bit more. You don't need to be an expert on this. This is what the experts in the fields are. We want to support the people who are doing the good work, who are able to understand what's going on, who are able to set either laws or policies that can protect those of us who are going to be the most impacted by this, those of us whose privacy may be impacted, whose livelihoods may be impacted. Even if it doesn't impact us, it may impact someone that we know. So it's important for us as good global citizens, as spiritual people who see our connection with others to take action and be more aware of what's going on. 
Thank you for joining us for Spiritual AF Sundays. This show is hosted by the Mystic Geek, that's me. Got comments or questions from today's episode? You can either email me at jess at themysticgeek.com or send me a voice message at speakpipe.com slash themysticgeek. Don't worry, I'll put the link in the show notes. Help others start off their week with a spiritual AF Sunday by sharing this episode with them. Also, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts help spiritual seekers find our show. So do the thing. <laughs>